Welcome to the Career Chatroom, where we focus on job searching and landing. I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Welcome back to the Career Chatroom. Today, I have another installment of what I like to think of as my career launch series. These career launch episodes allow me to more quickly and more broadly distribute information that I find I am frequently sharing in one-on-one conversations. This particular episode is about preparing for interviewing, which is an underestimated but important piece of the job search process. Interviewing is one of those skills that takes practice, but practicing when you're in a high-stakes situation when a job or internship opportunity is on the line can cause you to potentially miss out on that opportunity. I find that the excitement of being asked to interview is quickly replaced with uncertainty about the interview itself. And a question I get asked over and over is, how exactly does one prepare for an interview? And it may seem like you're being asked to take a pop quiz, but you have no idea what chapter is being covered. However, I'm here today to tell you that it is possible to gain control of the situation, and you don't need to know exactly what the questions will be or how the interviewer will approach the conversation to be confident and deliver a solid, positive impression during the interview. So here are Aaron's recommended ways to do this. The first is to prepare for and practice for answering those commonly asked interview questions until your answers are really solid. You can assume that the interviewer is going to ask you a question that's similar to one or all of the questions that I'm about to share. And these are not all of the most commonly asked questions, but here are three to get you started. The first one is, tell me why you're interested in this position with this company. You might also get the question, what's driving your interest in this career path or this line of work? And if you're interviewing for an internship or maybe a first job out of college, you might get the question about what led you to pursue a degree in whatever it is that your degree is in. If you take some time to reflect on these questions and start writing out your answers, you can prepare for and be ready to answer these common questions or ones that are similar. And the key is to write out your answers so that you have the opportunity to refine and rewrite them. And then practice. Practice saying the answers out loud wherever and whenever and in front of whomever is available. Ask whoever is within earshot of you practicing how those questions, the answers to them sounded, and then take their feedback and try again. You're most likely going to encounter some form of these questions at some point in your interviewing journey. And practice really is the key to being prepared. Just recently, I was doing some laundry and my son had a practice t-shirt, something he uses to uh, warm up for soccer. And on the back of it, it said, practice not just until you get it right, but until you cannot get it wrong. And I think that that advice applies here. The second recommendation I have is about how to prepare for behavioral interview questions. And the best approach, and what I always tell people, is to take inventory of situations that you can use as examples when you get asked a behavioral interview question. 
These situations can come from a variety of sources, and you have so many of them to draw from. Think about school projects, about leadership positions you had in organizations on campus, volunteer work you did, and of course, work experiences. Work experiences don't have to be the super professionally relevant work experiences. That's what you're trying to get. But they could be work experiences that come from your summer job, from when you were scooping ice cream or waiting tables or delivering newspapers. Any work experience that you have can be a great source of an example. And what you're going to be doing with these examples is telling a story. And it's important that you get a little bit of context built at the beginning of the story so that the interviewer understands a bit about the situation. And that beginning part where you set the context and start to explain the situation, that is going to be the same no matter what behavioral interview question you're being presented with. So you can get that context nailed and get that all prepared for each of the situations that you have on your list. And you're going to do something similar to what you did with the commonly asked interview questions, and that is write out the context, write out the situation, and practice it and refine it. Because it's important that you get just the right level of detail so that it becomes a really specific example, which is what a behavioral interview question is designed to draw out, but yet it doesn't provide so much detail that's overwhelming for the interviewer, that they get lost in the detail or that your train of thought might kind of wander off. So you want to get really good at practicing that opening part, the context of the situation and get that nailed down. And again, this is something that you can practice in front of other people and take their feedback to refine your answer. You want to make sure that you have some situations where things worked out really well, but you can also, and I really advise you to have some situations where things didn't go so well where things went off the rails, went a little bit sideways, and you had to recover in some sort of way. You should have some situations where you were working as part of a team and others where you were working as a solo contributor. You can have some situations that were a long timeline for a project or a deliverable and others where you had to resolve something quickly in the moment. Maybe it was a conflict between two coworkers or a conflict with a customer. Those things happen fast, but they are really impactful situations to have on your list. So then once you've built that out and you have your list, then when asked a behavioral question, you'll be able to pause and say, great question. Let me think of a situation and then quickly scan your list. The pause you take is never as long as it may seem to you in that moment. You want to be able to match up a scenario from your list with the question. You're going to encounter some questions like the three that I will share next or something similar. One you might encounter is, tell me about a time when you had to make a decision without as much information as you might have liked. Or something that sounds a little bit like this, tell me about a time when you had to share difficult news with a stakeholder maybe about a project or a deliverable. And then another potential question you might get is to tell me about a time when you had to switch directions midway through an assignment or project. And here's where, if you have your list, 
you can quickly review your inventory of situations to find just that perfect one to fit the question you're being asked. Now, you might also want to have some additional detail for each of these situations. You should prepare for some follow-up questions. And these are the most commonly asked follow-up questions that you should prepare for. What other approaches did you consider and not choose? Or what did you take away from that situation? Or tell me about a time when you had to apply what you learned in this situation to another situation. Spoiler alert, these follow-up questions are actually designed to test your learning agility. The interviewer is looking for how well you adapted to the situation, how well you'll adapt to a new situation in the future, and how you were able to apply what you learned. I often have people ask me about whether it's okay if the interviewer can see you referencing your list of questions and taking that moment to match the question with the best answer, and it is definitely always, always okay. An interview is not a pop quiz. It's not a closed book test. It's excellent to show up as prepared, and having notes is a great way to do just that. Your notes are evidence, in fact, of your preparation, and the interviewer would a hundred times over rather you pause for a beat and figure out which situation matches best than jump into an answer that is not as well thought out. May seem like a lot of preparation. It might seem a little bit overwhelming. But for perspective, think about how you prepare for a test or an assignment. You would most definitely do some significant preparation. And you've done that many times in your academic career. The bonus here is that you can use this preparation again and again. And each time you use it, you get better at interviewing. How many times can you really reuse assignments for school? Almost never. So all of this preparation comes into play and is really useful, but practice, practice is what makes perfect. So you're going to want to ask for help practicing interviewing. Interviewing is not something that you do by yourself. And so practicing without actually interacting with other people is only practicing half of the experience. You have lots of options for people to practice with. And I recommend leveraging as many of them as possible because Practice makes perfect, and if not perfect, then at least it makes you feel confident. You can provide your practice interviewers with the questions and follow-ups that I just shared, and, and I'll also add them to the summary of this podcast so that you can reference it easily. Some of the people that you can enlist for practice include your roommates, classmates, your parents or siblings, your friends, your recruiter friend, your friend who has a recruiter friend, or most definitely... I would recommend that you use your campus career center. And what I find is that for some reason, that's actually the last place that people are going for help. But I would love to start a huge shift towards using the campus career center for interview practice by calling that out right here on this episode of the Career Chat Room. Campus career centers are literally paid to help you with your career, and they should have interviewing practice as a standard offering that you can tap into. There's really no such thing as too much practice when it comes to interviewing. And practice builds confidence that will shine through in the real interviews that you have. So be sure to use these tips to get ready and start practicing. 
and check out the other career launch episodes to build your foundation. That's it for this installment of the Career Chat Room. As always, I'm your host, Erin Sergi. Thanks for tuning in.